What has it been like to share your pregnancy news with your family and friends? It was so nice. I mean, telling my mum was really fun. Like, I think she was almost giving up. Oh, really? (laughs) It was so nice telling Ben's mum. She had no idea. And I think she's honestly been levitating (laughs) since. (laughs) Welcome to Talking in Common, a podcast of all things lifestyle, family, motherhood, relationships, kids and culture. This is not a how-to, but an insight into the lives of ourselves and others and how we all manage to get by. So take a listen and let's find out what we all have in common. Hello and welcome back. We have a very fun episode planned for you today. I'm Kate. And I'm Sophie. And we're here to share a DM with our dear friend, Eliza O'Sullivan. Liza's a textile designer and business owner of her fun, playful, and effortlessly cool homewares and lifestyle brand, Mosey Me. She is fiercely independent, driven, and dedicated to her craft. We had a great time reminiscing on some fun old memories and hearing about her leap into starting her business. We were excited to hear about how she sees a little babe fitting into the mix with her life and work as she embarks on her motherhood journey for the first time. She also shares her excitement with her pregnancy so far, and she also talked about how her art is feeling more intuitive and natural during her pregnancy. Yeah, wasn't that interesting? So interesting. All right, so let's hear what else she had to say. Here she is. So Eliza, welcome to Talking in Common. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're very excited to chat to you today. As am I with you. It's nice to chat to a friend, so (laughs) yay. Yay. All right, so first off, one question we like to ask all of our guests who we have on Talking in Common is, what did you want to be growing up? I wanted to be a backup dancer. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I love it. So sure about it. So sure, yeah. 100%. It was that. It was that. Why? Um, Well, I just, I did dance like my whole childhood and it was was just always what I wanted to do. Like me and my sisters would... um, We'd do, you know, Madonna routines and everything. My sister was like a like crazy Madonna fan and we, me and my other sister were her backup dancers. And I guess I just, yeah, I just loved it, loved pop music. I know every single film clip, all the dance moves, all the songs. So I just loved it. And when I went in off and did dance and I did it like kind of more seriously and did it as like a VCA subject and then I lost the passion, I think. I started going out and hanging out with boys and, yeah, it all just stopped. (laughs) Priorities changed. Priorities changed. Took your dance moves to the clubs. Yeah, exactly. Really got down at the clubs instead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can tell that you're a trained dancer. I mean, I can tell. When I see you on that podium, I can tell. (laughs) Yes, the moves do tend to still come out. (laughs) So you started Mosey Me. Uh, your brand in 2016. Yep. What did you do beforehand to get to that point of starting your own business? Um, so I was a uh, trained textile designer. So I studied at RMIT and finished that in 2009. And then um, I majored in print design from that course. And then so I went off and did a bit of freelance work in a few um, few places. It was like very early. That would have been early 2010. And then I kind of flailed around a little bit because I was a bit kind of, um, I guess, burnt out from going from high school to uni and all that kind Mm. of jazz. And plus that time in your life, I feel like you're like, I would have been like 20, 
three or something, you know, yeah, just mm-hmm. kind of like everything was changing and I was just like, oh, how am I going to get into the workforce and everything? And I did a bit of traveling. And then when I came back, I decided to do some internships and that was kind of how I got like a proper, I guess, folio going that I could apply for jobs. And so then I went into my first full-time textile design job, which was the textile designer for Target Women's Wear down in Geelong. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit more about Mosey Me, yeah. your brand, and what drives it and, you know, what inspires you day to day? Well, I guess, um, I mean, the reason I probably started it was because I was, you know, I worked in the industry for seven or eight years and I learned so much in there, but at the same time, I still felt rather unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like... Every day I was driving and I mean, it probably didn't help that everywhere I worked was not really in a nice area. I was like working Geelong for three years and driving from Melbourne. So that's Mm. kind of what I was like, the commute kind of started. Yeah, it was just a real slog and I was just kind of like, takes the joy out of it. Yeah. And I just was really questioning like, is this what I'm meant to do? What the fuck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) yes seriously I think we've all had those moments oh cool who am I doing this for I can't wait to be doing this for 30 more years you know and I think that's just from our parents like generation like you know they all kind of stayed in the one space for so long I mean my parents ran their own business so it was a little bit different but I was just like Mm. this is killing me and like also I was just like and what I meant to like get a mortgage and have kids and feel really Mm. trapped into having to do this so I was forever questioning it and I was like, I know I'm always going to do my own thing, but it was just a matter of time and kind of like working up to be mature enough and also experienced enough to kind of mm. handle doing my own thing. Yep. So I think like probably the biggest drive for Mosey was just I believed that I could have a better quality of life doing something for myself. And so important too. More important and just kind of more more meaning like I just felt like there was no meaning in what I was doing like you know designing for these giant places that really didn't care about design and like I didn't go and study design to just fulfill like a template season after season after season like I just Mm. kind of felt soulless to me so you know Mosey was really born out of my passion to create a more meaningful existence for myself I guess And did you get to a point when you were employed by someone else and uh, more or less reporting to someone else, like creatively you sort of clashed or disagreed and you didn't want to be sort of directed creatively anymore? Yeah, I think. Because that's what it was like for me to go out on my own. I was like, I actually disagree and yeah 100 percent. yeah <laughs> um I think too many unicorns uh, <laughs> I was forever told like too yeah <laughs> totally and too much pink too much pink in your range too much pink <laughs> that was my forever uh feedback and I was like oh. and also I think from um a design perspective like working for other people I think it's really necessary because you know for me even though I'm designing my own product I'm never like and I'll just do exactly what I want. Like I've got a lot of experience in what sells, what works. Um, I understand that things have to, they have to walk the line between what I like, but they also have to be commercial if I want to make money on them as well. Mm. But I just believe that you can have a nicer flair in a lot of things, which, you know, I guess the companies that I was working for 
design wasn't like it was just a means to an end. It wasn't really the thing about the product. It was just like we just need this unit on the floor in mm. December and do what you need to do to get to it, but do it in two days. Takes the creativity out of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, yeah, and also, I mean, there's always clashes with managers and mm. things like that and, you know, people that are it, – it's really hard to take feedback from people that aren't creative that – but they yeah, have the final that's say. exactly what I mean. Like, like I found that really, yeah. really hard and I was just like – and also I think as a print designer people assume that that's um, – oh, we'll just get – yeah, just just flip that around or like I would even get critiqued down to like a flower petal, you know, and I'm just like <laughs> is that going to change the sell-through of this mm. product, your opinion on mm. that drawing? You know what I mean? Mm. Just like things like that. So, yeah, definitely. There's some comfort in – having a manager or a boss approving your work and telling you what you can and can't do but now you don't have that so at what point now for yourself have you been able to like trust your decisions and trust your own judgment in the work that you do well I um I have a lot of friends that are creative and are in this world that that I've been in in retail Mm. and I honestly just use my friends as and my past bosses that I'm really like still really close with Mm. Like whenever I've done any new product, I shoot it out to all of them. Good sounding boards. So I've been on the end of those text messages. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, you need you need you definitely need the feedback. Like you can't design in isolation, mm. especially if you're investing money into offshore production, you know, like you, you need to have feedback on that because I know that I'm like don't know everything. So, and, you know, other people pull out things that you might not have thought and, you know, and like you stare at it so long and you work on it. You're so close to the product that it's really beneficial to have other people's feedback into mm. it. and But also you need to know to be like, okay, cool, that's great. Like I don't necessarily agree with yeah. that. But, and also I'm very lucky in my studio space here. I've got two other friends in here that run businesses as well, one's in fashion and one's in handbags. And we bounce around like honestly, like it's like I have a team in here that's… That's so great. Yeah, which is amazing, like amazing. <laughs> so… There's a lot of emphasis through the Mosey Me brand on female connection and empowerment. Yes. So what sort of drives or inspires this for you? Was that a conscious decision or has it just evolved naturally? To be honest, like when I started Mosey Me, like it wasn't this thing that I was like, it's going to be like inspired by that. Like it just evolved. And I think as I really, I guess when you we start a business and then you know, you progress with it and you do a few things and, you know, you kind of have to write a bio at some point or, or someone wants to interview you and they're like, you know, ask you questions about kind of exactly what we're doing right now. You don't necessarily go down that hole mm. before you've shown it to everyone. It's just like once you show your stuff, people are like, oh, what inspired, like how did you get there or what do you, you know, I guess what do you, you know, what inspires you? And I think that I kind of after doing a bit of digging on myself and being like, why do I want to do, like, why do I do all these things? And I think that I take such comfort in like female company and female nature. And it's always been that way for me. Like I've got two sisters and a poor brother, (laughs) (laughs) two sisters. (laughs) And, you know, like me and my sister, Emily shared a room since we were really little, like until, yeah, she was 15. Yeah. Which I think was probably more annoying for her. But like, I just loved having Great for you, though. the company and, <laughs> yeah, the company and um, I guess just the support that I've always got from women. Mm. And 
I think especially, I guess, launching a business, like, yes, I, I've got a, like an amazing supportive partner that's always been there as well. But like even just from a day to day, like I'm constantly calling all the girls in my life to be like, what do you think about this? Or, you know, things like that. Like I just feel like I lean on women so much and, mm. and vice versa. I feel like I get the same from my friends that I feel like it's impossible for me to kind of do things without having conversations with my friends, which makes them a really important part of my life mm. and my sisters as well. I guess, you know, I always just want to create that beautiful feeling that I always feel when I'm surrounded by other females, mm. you know? So nice. Mm. Yeah. So how do your collaborations come about? So the collaborations that I do in my business, it was funny, like when I first started, I never even kind of, I feel like collabs weren't really happening then. Oh, they, I'm sure they were, but it wasn't like a main kind of thing. But I actually love doing them now because it's a great opportunity for me to explore different areas yeah. that you know I don't necessarily want to like undertake but it's nice to kind of show the how Mosey Me can like work on so many different it's not necessarily just a homewares brand it can kind of go on multiple different things mm. great way to explore that yeah it's a really cool way to explore that because obviously it's a lot of financial strain when you're mm. creating everything yourself mm. and it's like you just can't do everything it's like I've just done a collaboration with Arcadia Scott, who's a ceramics ceramicist in Melbourne. And, you know, I don't really want to undertake ceramics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I've had to learn so many other things. Like, don't want a pottery wheel in your, in, in your studio? The last thing I need is a pottery <laughs> wheel. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to let her do the master of that and then I can just, like, decorate it and paint it. And, like, that's amazing so and I think like I just look for other businesses that are female run that are doing the same kind of thing as what I'm doing or people approach me and I'm like mm. yeah awesome let's do that so you mentioned before that you've got two sisters and a brother and we're desperate to talk to you all about your pregnancy and becoming a mother and we'll get to that in a minute but just give us a little brief background on your upbringing because I feel like some of that may have influenced who you are today yeah for sure I, yeah, Melbourne, born and raised, never lived anywhere else. But, yeah, so I'm the youngest of four. I've got my brother and sister, Sarah and James, are twins. They're the eldest. And then there's Emily in between them and me. And so we had just a very fun childhood growing up. It was just like four friends. That's so special. Yeah, no, it was so fun. Emily and I used to share a room together. And I remember in our first house, yeah, we shared a room together. And then Sarah and James obviously had their own rooms but we'd all meet at the hallway at night after we were like sent to bed and um <laughs> and we'd be like in the like in our doorways being like you know and like I bet parents, you plotted this too oh my god totally <laughs> secret yeah. little meetings in the middle yeah. of the night yeah and it was just so fun like I mean I just remember like there was um you know my parents um as I said like they ran their own business and so it was pretty traditional, though. Like, it was a pretty kind of, I guess, a traditional upbringing in the 90s in Australia. You know, mm. a lot of esprit, mm. a lot of... Um, <laughs> oh, my God, esprit. Um, I forgot about that. I love oh esprit. God, the best. Yeah. Is that <laughs> um, even still around? I don't know if it is. It's, like, super... I mean, I see it heaps in vintage stores, but <laughs> I don't know. If <laughs> Maybe it's really cool again. Yeah. I have no idea, clearly. If it was, we'd know. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, it was just a fun, it was a fun childhood. We had lots of fun mucking around and playing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like I kind of, it's funny because my partner's an only child and I was like, I just, 
can't even imagine what that would have been like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, even just like we had to drive because it was four kids, it was like we had to Trago. So, like, that was Same. even fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like you get into the bus. Trago, that's like a legitly big car. Is that even a word? Legitly. It is legit a big car. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was just pretty funny. And, like, I just remember, like, yeah, my sister was, like, obsessed with Madonna and, like, you know, my my family's from Shepparton and all my dad is. And so, like, I've got, like, heaps of cousins up there and everything. Good old Shep. We've got that connection. Yes. I love Shep. <laughs> so um, it's got, I've got, like, I remember, like, going, you know, which a two-hour drive when you're young feels like forever. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, like, going on that drive and it was, like, an absolute shit show as to like who could choose the music and like you know Sarah really wanted Madonna and then like my dad wanted the chords (laughs) (laughs) but like they're trying to like you know deal with the four kids in the back in the back that are just like "Eh," so yeah it was just I think I think it was fun when I look back on it on reflection like I think we were really lucky to have the four of us Mm, you know mm. Most definitely. And your, like, fun is a perfect way to describe you. Yeah. <laughs> and your brand as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, Mosey's, there's nothing serious about Mosey. I'm always just trying to bring, like, yeah, fun and personality into a space that, you know, I guess people, it might be more serious. But, you know, I just, mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm definitely, like, to the roots of party girl. So, you know, it's all about fun. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, you're well over the halfway mark in your pregnancy now yeah, right 23 weeks yeah super exciting how have you been feeling yeah good um had a rough patch at the start obviously <laughs> like the yeah I don't know maybe week five to week 10 it was pretty brutal or yeah yeah it was around about then or week t- to week 11 the fun part of pregnancy not <laughs> <laughs> yeah that actually kind of took me off my feet a little bit because I was like oh my god like, I mean, I didn't think I was just going to feel this bad this quickly because <laughs> it's like all the excitement of finding out and then you're like, it feels so awful. <laughs> mm. So, um, and it's funny because I had two friends, or I had a, a good friend of mine who was pregnant. She's about three months ahead of me, but she was like, yeah, nothing, not, didn't feel anything. And I was just like, oh, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but yeah. I'm feeling good now, though. I'm feeling great now, like lots of energy and everything. I'm trying to, like, make the most of that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good stage to be the second trimester, usually for most people. Yeah. Get your energy, get your motivation, even, like, a bit of a boost in motivation and sort of inspiration as well I think there's a bit of an influx of hormones at that stage and it's like, whoa. Totally. I've actually found (laughs) when I am – paint at the moment like it's a lot more intuitive and it's a lot easier for me like I, I find painting quite challenging like it's always my starting point but I overthink it like I'm not like a trained painter or anything and I get really in my head about it and I'm like you know almost to the point where it's like paralysis with like the paintbrush I'm like you, you can't do it <laughs> so I find painting quite a barrier um and I was so funny because when I actually did my first pregnancy test, I was painting in the studio and I was like, this just feels so different. And I was like, I bet you I'm pregnant. You knew your <laughs> intuition had kicked in already. Yeah, yeah. And I went and got a test and I was, I was, and I was just like, oh my God. Because <laughs> it just felt so different. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. What was it like when you first found out? Oh, it was so exciting. It was so, um, I kind of kept it private to myself for a few hours. Like I didn't tell my partner or anything. I was like that too. I definitely wasn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ben's a very, um, 
he's not an over the phone guy. <laughs> you know, it would almost offend him if I told You'd him such. You ruin the moment for him. Yeah, yeah, such big news over the phone. So um, funny. We were like, you know, trying for it, so it wasn't totally unexpected. But it was it was so fun. I was kind of like almost just disbelief, though. You know, you like it's so bizarre, <laughs> and you straight away like. I think I feel different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I look different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when those um, two lines come up on the stick, yeah, it's quite I know. an indescribable Are they really feeling. there? That one yeah. looks a little bit faint, but surely that's the second line. That's exactly what I had. And I was like, look, I'm not even going to go to the doctor for like a few days because... I'm going to continue just doing pregnancy tests. <laughs> mm. but, yeah. You know, I actually kept it a secret from Aiden for a week. That's wild. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. Like, you I are don't... crazy. Because it was his birthday. It was his birthday coming out. It wasn't a full week. It was like, say, I found out on a Monday. His birthday was on Friday. So I kept it as a secret until <laughs> So nice, though, that you did that as like a nice surprise for him too. I remember that around that time because yeah. we were all getting ready to go to that big mycelium party. And I was like, you guys should come. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, yeah, totally not. You're like, it's it's Aiden's birthday on the Friday. I was like, yeah, perfect, come after. So funny. It was was a rather large night. It was probably better that you didn't come. (laughs) So what thoughts and feelings have you been having ahead of giving birth to your little baby and also ahead of becoming a mum for the first time? Um, Well, I guess so much. I probably I'll start with birth. I've been pretty open-minded about it, to be honest. I've had two sisters go through two very different births. But, um, you know, my sister who lives in the UK, like went all through labour, had like a natural birth. And then my sister who lives here, she had um, a cesarean because Harry was breached. So I've kind of seen both sides of that. And obviously I know there's like a million other ways it can all happen. But I guess watching my sister have to like do kind of it wasn't a last minute cesarean it was like they found out probably like five days before because he just wasn't wasn't moving and I know she was kind of let down from that initially she was just like "Mm, bugger Mm. like you know kind of really saw it the other way and it kind of just I guess made me realize that like you can't really get attached to any idea or anything like you can obviously have a plan and everything but like you know baby needs to come out a way that baby's safe and that's good for baby and mum so in saying that I am still wanting to have natural birth (laughs) and like that's totally the way I'm going down it but at the same time if I had to have a cesarean or you know forceps and things like that like that's just what has to happen and that's like totally fine Mm, it's a good way to be at the same time open mind yeah yeah I think having an open mind going into something like birth is yeah as you just said so if like a great Great head sort of space to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really excited for birth though. At the same time, you should be. I'm like, it's the most amazing. Super excited about it. Yeah, so empowering. Yeah, and like, I'm just like, I've never really been scared of it. I don't Mm. think, but I think I'm probably more scared of what, like, probably breastfeeding. To be honest, I'm like that. Actually, is like a bit more of a challenge in my mind. Mm. Because it's like I know like my body will either do what it can do and it'll deliver baby or will be looked after a different way and, you know, mm. it is what it is. But I am reading the Ina May's Guide to Childbirth. Nice. And um, my sister has given me some great advice that, you know, it, majority of birth is really just a mental state yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I was so in, intrigued and invested in the like psychology of it all 
Mm. And like there was so much emotional and mental attachment to the experience that I was really interested in. Yeah, 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 totally. Mm. And, you know, it's funny because I actually had my first hospital appointment just because, you know, COVID times, we haven't been allowed Mm. in. (laughs) But I got there on Monday, just gone. And it was so funny because I was like there and I was kind of like, I haven't been in the hospital environment pregnant yet because they haven't allowed it. And it's just been on the phone and stuff. So... I was there and I was kind of like, it was really funny. Like I didn't say anything. Ben was just waiting in the car out the front because he's not allowed to come in. But um, I like, you know, heard baby's heartbeat and everything. And then like I kind of Aww. came out of there and I was like, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. And then like the next day we went for a walk in the morning and I was like, I don't know how I feel about mm. it. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? About the hospital? Yeah, just about. I was just like. That feels very clinical and like, and I know that it's all good and everyone knows what they're doing there and everything, but I think, I guess like, I don't know, it just, something in me, I was just like, I felt vulnerable there Mm. for some reason. I was like, I have to go through something so intense and like, are you the people around me that are going to be there and do I want that? Like it was a real, I don't know, it it really swept me off my feet. (laughs) That's why it's so important to have, you know, your sort of circle around you of very close people that you really trust and that are going to support your decisions. And there's there's a lot about that in Ida May's book and also Rhea Dempsey's book, the one that I gave you the other day. But um, there's a lot about that, the support people around you and how they can not only support you, but also support your decisions and support what happens in that space. Yeah, it's just super interesting because I guess like my, I spoke to my sister about it and she was like, okay, you know, like, so how does that make you feel and everything? And she's a nurse, like a psychiatric nurse. So she's very much on the medical side of things, you know, whereas Mm. my sister in the UK is probably more on the holistic side like she ended up having a home birth for a second birth and that's good you've got both sides both yes yeah yeah, yeah, (laughs) well informed yeah you can pick and choose the bits you want to take from the two different approaches which is nice. exactly from both but yeah it was just I mean and I I know that it's probably just like it because it was my first time there and it was like unfamiliar and I haven't been in a hospital's environment Mm. with baby Mm. yet, really, you know what I mean? So I think it's just a lot. Every stage you kind of go in and you're like, oh, I feel a bit, I don't know, it's just like you can feel quite different Mm. to what you thought. Most definitely. Yeah, and I don't even remember what the second part of that question was. (laughs) Maybe motherhood or something? Yeah, also like how do you feel about entering into your journey of motherhood for the first time? Oh, God, I don't even know. I feel like we'll be fun parents. Like, you know, our house is about fun with me and Ben. It's not much seriousness goes on in there, you know. So I think we just, we're going to have an emphasis on play at all times. So Most definitely. <laughs> if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So <laughs> a bit of lightheartedness is always good eh, in that early journey. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, you know. <laughs> Seriously, a lot. I'm very, yeah, I'm very thankful that Ben is like the person that he is because he's like, honestly, I cry with laughter most nights every week just by stupid stuff that he does. So I'm, I feel like baby already has so much laughter in them because like we literally like howl um, with laughter, especially through the, all this ISO stuff. and Going a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so I just feel like, I don't know, I can't really imagine myself as a mum, but I know, I'm sure I'll feel awkward at it at the start, but it'll come. Mm. It always, I think it, it's just natural yeah. in the end. So what has it been like to share your pregnancy news with your family and friends or what was it like, I should say? 
Yeah, it was really good. It was so exciting. I let it slip <laughs> a bit. <laughs> I wouldn't say I waited the 12 weeks. <laughs> yeah, it was so like it was so nice. I mean, telling my mum was really fun. Like, I think she was almost giving up. Oh, really? On us. <laughs> but That's um, funny. it was good. We kind of like you know made, had like a we had like a brunch or something, and yeah, we just kind of slipped it in very casually, and she was like, oh. <gasps> You know, <laughs> so that was really fun. And my dad's pretty like old school country. When I told him, he's like, hey, "Good on you." Um, and <laughs> not much emotion, <laughs> but um, it was so nice telling Ben's mum because she Ben's an only child, and she just like we just like totally like swept Aww. her off her feet. Like she had no idea, and I think she's honestly been levitating <laughs> since. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and, yeah, Ben oh, just can't do beautiful. anything wrong anymore. Like, you know, like he's just like this perfect child in her yeah. eyes that's like delivering a grandchild. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Imagine oh. how she's going to treat the child. Oh, my God, I know. We've literally been talking about that. We're like, we we speak when we speak to baby. We're like, now there's two crazy grandmas. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Keep keep the baby well informed from the beginning. Yeah, I know. I know. We're like, Maz is just gonna be. She's a cro- <laughs> I just said she. I don't know what it is, but he or she. Maybe maybe it's gonna be a girl. I know. I'm um, so. He or she's already across what what the grandmas are like. I know, we're like, I'm like literally Maz, like Ben's mum. I'm like, we could just go, I'm just going to open the door in the morning one day and she'll just be like, hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yeah, not one morning, every, every morning. Every morning, yeah. I'll take the baby. You go have a sleep. I know. When we went, to, we went to the hospital the other day, Ben's like, now Maz has probably already booked the month out of parking for January. <laughs> so, oh, that's so nice. You'll want all the help and attention. Oh my you can god, get, I know. For sure. worry. It's beautiful. It's brought in with welcome arms, trust me. Yeah, exactly. So has your pregnancy and having a baby inspired more baby products to be added to your Mozumi string of products, do you think? Yeah, I think definitely. It will. <laughs> Because even already I'm like, so I'm sampling some new tableware at the moment and I'm like, can we just get a few extra metres printed because it's going to be um, on a linen. And I was like, because I want that as a swaddle. <laughs> like, oh, so, cute. Because now yeah. that I'm like, we're moving house in like a week and so we're going to have a baby's room there because at the moment we're in a little one better apartment. I think it'll probably feel a little bit more real when I'm like, you know, we can set things up in there and everything. Mm. But I was like. Every time I went to buy some baby stuff for for baby, not that I've really bought much because I have so much. My sister's practically like thrown an entire store at me. <laughs> like just some of the wraps and swaddles. Like I used to design them when I was the homewares designer at Kmart. I looked after nursery as well. And so I did all the swaddles and things like that there. And so when I went to kind of like look around and, you know, be like maybe I'll get some of those things, I was just kind of like, no, I want to do just, it. I can't. <laughs> I would yeah. like your prints on a baby swaddle. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I'm doing this beautiful floral for tableware for summer and I'm just going to get some extra meters printed. I might even turn one into a cot sheet or something. Mm. So, <laughs> Well, your baby's going to be the perfect experiment. Oh, my goodness, can, I know. You can make all these different things and try them out. The, the poor child. Mm. <laughs> yeah, poor child. It's going to be in every photo shoot from now until like <laughs> three. Yeah, I hope it likes the camera. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So what about the future? What does the future of Mosey Me look like with a little babe in the mix? I don't know. It's like the million dollar question. You know, at the moment currently like my business runs with just me, like mainly I have an amazing marketing girl that works with me, Rachel. She's incredible. 
And then I also work with a consultant, Jessie, who's helped me so much. And she's really helping me just, I guess, get the business prepared for me stepping back for a little bit, even though I won't be doing anything traditional like a maternity leave or anything like that. It doesn't really fly when you have your own business, unfortunately. But obviously I won't be like, running at full capacity for a good four months there so there's been lots of planning in place to kind of like how we're going to approach that and a lot of like forward designing like designing summer 2021 now you know so like putting things into plans and like I'll probably start sampling that towards probably November December of this year and so then at least I'm going to have all the products ready to go when you know when we when they need to drop so I'm not designing or doing anything whilst I'm in that like first four months of baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Give you a bit of peace of mind to know that yeah, someone can kind obviously of. Obviously everything's going to have to still keep turning and that's the thing I, I think that I always was so terrified of like I guess how what does it look like for me having kids because, you know, I guess once you start a business and you, you just are like, Oh my goodness. Like, honestly, I could work on it from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I have no desire to do that, but mm. there's just forever stuff that needs to be done. And, and, you know, when you are so small, you just end up doing it all. Like, there's no other option, really. So, like, for three years, I've been kind of doing everything from like photo shoots, designs, marketing, any weird bits of PR that I've managed to secure on my own. Um, Mm. But like, you know, you just don't have, especially being the style of business that I am, it's a product-based business. Like you just don't have the extra funds to do all the other things or pay other people to do them. So you kind of just have Mm. to do it yourself. So it's been quite a challenge to understand what that looks like without me having all cylinders firing because, you know, like I don't know how to run a business without that. But I think that morning sickness period really taught me that early because I was like, oh, my God, like everything just has to stop now for a second because I can't really do with it. it. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't have the capacity because at the end of the day I'm the one that makes my work, you know, like I have to make it. I have to Mm. drive it. I have to plan it. And when I'm out of action, it stops. And that Mm. really scared me (laughs) because I was like, I was living too close to, you know, like, like, yeah, exactly. Like this has to happen. So I need to do it now. You know, like, whereas Mm. when you work like the way you meant to do it, but you know, when you're doing it on your own, doesn't always, things don't always happen like that. So, Mm. um, and do you find it hard to let go of some things and delegate? I never thought I was that person. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently I am. But Mosey Me is your baby, you know, it's, I mean, it's completely you in a brand and it's everything. Yeah. I think it's common for creatives to be like that too. They want to be in control all the time. I know. And it's so, it's so me. I, I feel like, I mean, having Rach come on, like she's um, she's like a graphic designer slash marketing, you know, that kind of world. And having her come in, like she's really understood my handwriting and just ran with it and she mm. gets it. And I'm so confident with her now that I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like she doesn't necessarily do the products or anything, but she just gets the whole vibe. And that's been, I feel like I've probably gotten very lucky with that because I know that doesn't always happen. But yeah, I think that handing things over, like I still do all the socials, all the Instagrams, everything. And like the Jesse, the consultant I'm working Mm. with is like, 
like when you have a baby, like you probably don't <laughs> want to be doing all of those. Like, have I done post got- for the week or whatever? You yeah. know, it needs to be done my way, or like, there's no other option. Who else is going to do it and yeah. do it the way I want to do it? <laughs> Love that, by the way. Well, it just feels mm-hmm. like you know, Mosey. I've only just got a personal account. Like Mosey Me was my personal account. Like yeah. I don't even know. I'm like, some the thought of someone else being yeah. on that, writing something. I'm like. That's so weird. That's been me since Instagram came out 2009. You know what I mean? So, And it's probably your output too, like the way you yeah. want the output to be from Mosimi is from you directly. So that's your channel to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm sure it'll be lots of adjusting and lots of letting go. But it's exciting because at the same time, I don't want to do everything exactly. forever. Like it's nice having other people. It's so nice having other people come in and help. And at the end of the day, no business Very can true. run successfully when one person's doing everything. It's physically that's impossible. Exactly right. So you have to be able to delegate and also empower the people that are working with you instead of like standing over them being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like I'm probably to the, more on the other spectrum where I'm like, yeah, go nuts. Mm. Um, you know, and then I'm like, hey, I don't know about that. <laughs> what I, yeah, I did say go nuts, but I didn't really mean that nuts. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I've just been really lucky with that so far that no one's gone in a direction that I don't like. But, mm. you know, I, I, I know what it's like to work for people and I hate it when people are, like, control freak and mm. all over you because it's just like, why am I even mm. here? <laughs> I'm just, like, doing exactly what you want. I think it's really important to empower people mm. that work for you. And it's like what they say, you're only as good as the team around you. So there's nothing like having a baby to, you know, force you into the deep end of things that have maybe been on your to-do list for a very long time. Oh, my goodness. Totally. totally. Like this whole like consultant, I'm like, I've been meaning to get help with this other side of my business because, you know, like I'm a designer, the planning, the financials and all that. Like I'm semi around it, but I'm not really across mm. it, you know, <laughs> and yeah, nothing like having that deadline of January. I was like, yeah. okay, we need to get, to, we need to do this yeah. right now. <laughs> it's quite the deadline. Yeah, yeah, it's non-negotiable. <laughs> I can't wait to hear, like, have another chat to you in a few months' time and hear how how your journey is all going. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. for you, actually. For I know, I know. Look, I'm very excited. Like, I mean, I've got a, I've got a great space in here. Baby will come in here as much as if that even works. Mm. I have no idea. You'll make it work. <laughs> but you know, like. I'll make Cute it work. little Mosey Me pen when the baby starts 100%. to move a bit more. Yeah, I know Ben. Ben will be like forever building building stages yeah. for the baby. Yeah, Ben's an so. amazing furniture maker for everyone listening, or yes. maybe I should say anyone listening <laughs> who doesn't know. <laughs> who doesn't know? <laughs> yes, Dingo Brown. <laughs> Dingo Brown, shout out. As um, if you like choose to follow my personal Instagram. On the journey of baby, I'm sure you'll see the multiple things at every stage that Ben will have to make for the baby. Because <laughs> also being a furniture maker, it's pretty hard for him to go into Ikea and be like, oh, we'll just get that. He's like, nah, I can make it. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Like, oh, we'll get that cot, we'll get that change table, we'll get that like, oh, he'll be, he'll be shaking in his boots at the thought of that. The first item of furniture that we had in Honey's room was that beautiful chest of drawers that we commissioned Ben to make just for Princess Honey. Yes. Oh, what a lucky little lady she is. I know. She has the nicest chest of yeah. drawers in Melbourne. 
Well, Liz, it was so great to chat to you today. We won't keep you for any longer, but we just want to thank you for your time and your really generous insight, not into your brand, Mosey but into you, Eliza, as well. Mm, you're so welcome. And um, we're just so excited to hear and share your journey into motherhood and we wish you a really gentle birthing experience and we can't wait to meet little bub on the other side. Hey. Thank you. Appreciate mm. that. <laughs> Very excited, but thanks so much. I'm definitely going to watch what you guys do as well from the sidelines, cheering, just as you have both done with me. <laughs> yeah, we'll check in once baby's born too with you. Oh, my God, and, 100%. Um, I would love, love, yeah. love, love. I can't even imagine who that person is on the other end I of that. Know. But Crazy. We'll, we'll see. Four we months will to see. go. Sending lots of love <laughs> yeah. to you. Well, until next time, mm. my friend. Bye. Yes, thank you, girls. That was so much fun catching up with Eliza. You can head to incommonprojects.com.au for the show notes and to learn more about Eliza and Mosey Me. Make sure you hit subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Talking In Common. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>